What's up, listeners? Ted Cluck here, co-host of the Cluck Podcast, and I'm here to talk to you about a brand that I absolutely love, a brand that I've been in a relationship with for a long time, and a brand that the Cluckcast is now in a relationship with, and it's the Dwell Bible app. Uh, I've had the Dwell app on my phone for years now. I love it. The way the Dwell Bible app works is that they will read the Bible to you out loud. Any passage, any plan, any voice style, uh, lots of different voices to choose from, lots of different plans to choose from. I love the I'm feeling playlist. Uh, when I get glum, when I get anxious, when I get angry, when I feel guilty, uh, I'll hit up those playlists, collections of passages from the Bible that speak to that thing. Again, it's the Dwell Bible app. And if you go to dwellapp.io slash cluck, dwellapp.io slash K-L-U-C-K, you can get some special offers only for Cluckcast listeners. Uh, you can get 10% off a Dwell yearly subscription or 30% off Dwell Lifetime. Dwell Lifetime gives you lifetime access to the app with a one-time purchase. Uh, so you get all the updates, all the new playlists, all the new voices, um, access to the Bible 24-7, listen to it in the car. I listen to it in the shower. Uh, it's a good way to start my day. Um, whether you're driving, whether you're showering, working out, uh, the Dwell app is a great way to get some Bible into your life. Visit dwellapp.io slash cluck. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. You're listening to Cluck, the podcast where Ted Cluck and Josh Loftus talk about the things that make them happy. Because we can Let's do it. Ted, what is going on, my man? Man, I got two quick things for you. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, two. Make one. Quick. No, no, that's okay. I'm, I'm getting ready for work this morning, and yeah, I get yeah. a text from this guy, Woody. Shout out Cameron Woodard. Woody. I call him Woody, one of, one of my buds. He's a former student of mine. Love it. And he's going to Midwestern Seminary. And he was in a oh, class, okay. like at that moment, with Jared Wilson, at Jared C. Wilson. Ah, uh, Jared C. And um, he's like, hey, I'm in class with at Jared C. He's talking about you. Um, he doesn't <laughs> believe that we're friends. Um, <laughs> apparently, Jared C. doesn't think that I have friends. That was the, that was the message in, uh, in his, like, preaching one class at Midwestern Seminary well, on, that, on day one. Like, it's syllabus he, day. Like, did they even about, get to the syllabus? He's like, talking about the importance of pastors needing friends, and he's like, let me tell you, as a case study, mm -hmm. I have this guy named Ted. Yeah. He has no friends. So let me tell you why he needs friends. <laughs> Dude, I, I'm not even a pastor. It's not even I know, a good case study. I know. Study. It's because he... Yeah. It's the only one you can think of. So uh, apparently he doesn't even think you and Ronnie are friends. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> 
do. We always get, we always get some Ronnie content in on the program. <laughs> well, I mean, or in that some was cases, the whole episode. Yeah, 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 that was a softball. Um, no, so uh, it, it was weird. We had a weird like oh, five minutes of text about it, and um, you know, yeah. I here's the thing about at Jared C. If okay. he wasn't so like besotted with Ronnie and vice versa, like I would actually be that guy's friend in real life. He's pretty cool, man. Sure, yeah, uh, yeah, he's yeah, a yeah. fun dude. Yeah, yeah, he's I'm sure he dude. is. I'm sure. I'm sure um, he is. Okay, so that's the one thing you said. You had two things for me. Yeah, the second thing. I'm driving home tonight, so like minutes before we got into the studio, yeah. and I'm on the 45 bypass going north to my house, and okay. uh, I'm at a stoplight, and this old guy. He was 94 if he was a day, dude. He pulls up yes. next to me. He's driving a Lincoln Town Car. Yes, he gives me one of these. Dude. He gives the roll down the window motion. Oh, okay. okay. And so I roll it down, and I'm, I drive a Fiat, right? Okay. And he sees my Fiat, and he's like, hey, I drove one of those all over Italy. I loved it. They're great cars. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I enjoy mine. You know, there's a surprising amount of room in it. He's like, yeah, we had four people in there. You know, and... Uh, all over Italy. He's giving me this whole thing, and like we have this really nice exchange. Yeah. And um, then he rolls his window up. He's like, "Have a great day," and he and he takes off in his town car. Dude, those ninety year olds are built different, man. Dude, they're built different, dude. <laughs> they're awesome. This guy used to live in Chicago, and now he lives in Tennessee. Dude, you got his, you got his whole life. Story. I got his life story. It's a long Did you life. Guys, like, are you guys meeting for? Are you guys meeting at like dude, Olive Garden out. in the next couple weeks? <laughs> dude, I'm I'm swimming in friends. Jared C thinks I have no friends. I've got I'm making friends with old guys on the highway. Friend, you're you're on the highway and you're yeah, making friends. Exactly. He's that. coming to the smoke room next week. We're gonna have a cigar. <laughs> But uh, he was well, awesome. You know, I smoked one of these in Italy. <laughs> if that, yeah, if that guy's listening, uh, shout out that guy. We we had a nice shout five out Lincoln there on the highway. Can, okay, can we do a minute on Lincoln Town Cars? Hmm? So I'm one a big of fan spoilers. One of oh, yeah. dude, one of my best memories. Yeah, we were we were getting a new car for my grandfather. Yeah, and up until that point, you know, at this point, he's he uh, he's since gone with the lord but at this mm-hmm. uh at this point he was probably mid or probably early 80s all right all right early 80s uh because i was in high school so and he had only really driven town cars but the yeah. ones that he had he had a town car from like the 80s the yeah. long yellow ones yeah those right are sick dude right yeah. so and it was old and trashed right but he yeah. d- drove it forever i remember driving that thing yeah and it, it was like driving a freaking yacht it's like dude. a living room like, dude they're living it, rooms on wheels you yeah. turn and the like it doesn't feel like you're turning it feels like the world is turning and yeah. you're stating so that's how i loved it but anyway we had to get him a new car right mm. so and i think i think i might have told this story on the podcast before yeah but he wanted a lincoln town car right yeah. so we're like okay sure all right did. fine so he forked out the money mm-hmm. and we got him a brand new lincoln town car. Oh. at the time it was like 2012 or mm-hmm. something like that right because so at the time brands bank and new yeah and uh uh and I got to drive it to his place, mm-hmm. right? But before we did that, we wanted to stop at, at the oil change, mm-hmm. uh, t- you know, just to check fluids and stuff like that. I pull this Lincoln Town Car into the oil change, mm-hmm. and it's a it's a different thing when you pull a Lincoln into an oil change. Now, obviously, yeah. it wasn't Jiffy Lube. It was I, I think it was the dealership that we yeah. took it to, right? But they have the like the Lincoln Town Car Special, where if yeah. you're driving a Lincoln, they are giving you like it. You feel like royalty, absolutely. Like all the compliment, like all of the, I almost said complimentarians. Yeah, all the complimentarian <laughs> stuff. All the like, complimentarian stuff. They, they make have sure a woman change the oil. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> only men, only men are changing the oil. That's right. 
They got a woman there like, like, it. like making you a meal, you know? Yeah, the women are in the are on the computers. The men are changing the oil as oh, it man. should be. Dude, That's do we horrible. look like no. a-holes for making that joke, or do we look like big sweethearts? I can't. Sometimes I, I can't tell the difference anymore. You know, I don't. I don't care. Yeah. I like. I misspoke, and we laughed about it. So yeah, at the yeah. end of the day, that's all yeah. I care about. There you anyway, go. Anyway, uh, long story short, dude, it was like there was respect. Yeah. Put on the Lincoln Town Car. Absolutely. And w- me driving it at like you know seventeen or or eighteen, yeah. whatever I was. It was an experience, dude. Those Lincoln Town Cars are awesome. Yeah, they come with some cachet. I've never they owned do. one. I've driven one a couple times. I got driven around in New York City in one. Um, oh, dude, I bet that was the bomb. Dude, it was. So I, w- I was in town to do Facing Tyson, and my friend Bernie was there. Shout out, Bernie. Was living in, uh, living in Brooklyn, kind of living the hipster friend. dream. And um, he's like, you know, you shouldn't take cabs. He's like, you can... Call my town car guy. He gives me a card, like a business my town card. Car guy. Of he course. has a town car guy, and he's like, "This guy will get you around town for you know almost, all just a little bit more than a cab." And I'm like, "Done. I'm in." Yeah. So uh, that guy drove me around the whole uh, the whole weekend. I was there doing book stuff for the Mike Tyson book. Ted, what do we got to do to have a town car guy? I mean, live in a not tiny city for me. Um, uh, Seattle yeah, okay, town cars are probably illegal by you. Like you probably yeah, have like yeah, rickshaws now. You know, like, <laughs> he's like, hey, hey, I, I've got an electric bike guy. You can yeah, exactly. ride doubles with him. He'll, <laughs> you know? he'll stand up. He'll stand up and let you use the seat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Classic. No, I'd love a town car uh, guy. That's oh, aspirational. That'd be really nice. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Ted, hey, uh, when this drops, dude, I want to I want to wish you a very happy National Waffle Day. Mm. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, an entire day to watch, yeah. dude. Where where are you in the waffles v uh, versus pancakes? Dude, you? I love them both. Uh, obviously, okay. that's gonna come as no surprise to anyone. But uh, I love them both. Probably uh-huh. though, if I had to choose, yeah, it's gonna be a waffle. Okay, good. Me too. I, I want to let's let's do thirty seconds on what you, you put can on get your them waffles. crispier. Yeah, and I put this is gonna be a, a controversial take. I go peanut butter. On the waffle? Yes. Dude, okay. All yeah. right. Spoiler warning, fat guy segment. Here we go. Yeah, this is fat guy okay. content right here. Oh, if you're a fat dude, guy, I am, I am in. dial it in, lock it in, right? Okay. Yep. Yeah, here we go. Yeah. So I go a little I go a little layer of peanut butter. Yeah. And then the syrup. And then like KK will sometimes have some raspberries, some fresh raspberries or some strawberries. We'll do a little layer of fruit. Then yep. a little wh- layer of like whipped cream on the top. It's a yep. nice time, dude. That is oh, just heavenly. Um, with a nice hot cup of coffee. I'm loving life. I feel like a king. Oh, yeah. Waffles. Yeah. 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 Waffles, waffles are better than pancakes. 100%. Every day of the week, twice on Sunday. Yeah, I'm. I'm doing. I'm doing. So if so, my my perfect waffle. Yeah, right. This is the perfect waffle right here. Mm-hmm. I'm going. I'm going. I'm also going that layer of peanut butter. Yeah. But before that, I'm doing a really thin layer of butter, and I make yeah. sure the butter soaks in first. Dude, butter and peanut okay. butter together—it's low key oh. an amazing experience. It is a heart attack of heaven, dude. I love it so much. You know who taught so, me about that, man? My grandpa, who incidentally did die of a heart attack, but. Um, <laughs> Jeez. Dude, but we would do breakfast. This is one of my great memories of childhood. What, what a segue. Um, no, but we would we would do breakfast at his little breakfast nook. Okay. And he All would right. he would just toast up white bread, smoking yeah. cigs, dude. You know, oh, just yeah. he would sure, let me sure, hold sure. the cigs sometimes, which was amazing. I worshiped this guy. He was unbelievable. But um 
you know, he would let me hold the cigs, but he would do the layer of um, butter, and the butter came out of the fridge. It was hard as a rock. So he was always right, right, right. kind of forever tearing the bread with the butter layer. And then a little layer of peanut butter over the top, man. That was a good time. Some of my See, best memories. Big, thick Chicago Sun-Times in front of him back when newspapers oh yeah. were more than pamphlets. So right. he'd be reading the Trib or the Sun-Times yep. and uh, smoking his cigs, drinking uh, his coffee. Looks like, looks like the Bulls are going to do well again this year. Yeah. Dude, I have his um, I have his coffee mugs that he had because they were very distinctive oh, kind of mid-century coffee mugs. They're That's beauties. Awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. legit. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm swapping. I'm swapping. Syrup. It depends on how I'm feeling. It depends on what's available. Yeah. Uh, I'm either going syrup, which is classic and delicious, yeah. but also honey. Mm, I, I'll get some honey on there. Oh, never done my it. Goodness, dude. Never done. Yeah. It. Get some honey on there with that whipped cream. Yeah. Boy, I'll take two to go. That's good fat guy content right there. That's oh, what I people like, hey, come for. They come the to hear us being frisky and in bad moods too. Apparently, hey, they loved you know, that last week. Something, something was going on. That last struck a week, nerve, dude. dude. <laughs> something was going on big time with me and maybe with you. But um, yeah, I mean, I think it rubbed off. The listeners um, seem to enjoy it. They so. did. I think they like it. Here's the thing. I think yeah. they like it when we go off script. Yeah. Um, and and it's literally because at that point it's unfiltered, right? Yeah. Right, they're getting like the they're, pure they're getting, radio. Yeah, it's it's true Ted and Josh, right? And it's pirate not that we're radio. fake. Yeah, yeah, it's pirate radio, right? So yeah, you know what? I just say this, Ted. If it happens, mm-hmm. it happens. I I, yeah. I can't control what happens here. Yeah, it's natural. Right? We're gonna celebrate right? it. We're gonna go with it. Yeah, I can I can edit what happens here, but I try <laughs> yeah. not to. Yeah. yeah, as as I've learned the hard way. Hey, <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, that wasn't my fault. Okay, it's all okay. Good, it, technically, no it was. Yeah. Um, but you said, "Hey, take this out," and yeah. this happened three times. Yeah, there were multiple instances of this. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Okay. I, I needed to be more specific. I got the first one. Yeah, <laughs> and I forgot two more. Anyway, to be fair, yes. in the future, take out all instances of me sounding like an a hole. Okay, yeah. Which that would have been like eighty-five percent of that app. So uh, yeah. we had to leave. It's like, I'm going to need you to be more specific. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh my gosh. All right. So, hey, Ted, something that uh, I, I actually, okay. I watched a movie this weekend yeah. that I was not expecting to like. Do you Talk ever like, like, like yeah. watch a movie thinking, oh, this is going to be hot garbage, right? But I need yeah. something to spend the afternoon with, right? Yeah. I watched The Gray Man with Ryan yeah. Gosling and Chris it. Evans. Yeah. Okay. You expected it to be trash. I, Why? I, Go a I minute did on because. That. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that's fair. Because, okay, it looked like... I expected it to be trash for, for two reasons. One, it just looked like every other run-of-the-mill action movie that is pumped out a dime a dozen. You can count, yeah. you can figure out what's going to happen five minutes into the movie. Yeah. It looked like one of those to me, right? Yeah. So that that's the first one. S- second, I'm not a Ryan Gosling fan. Whoa. At least I at least I wasn't up until seeing this movie. So okay. I want to throw that to you because yeah. you because I I texted you halfway through the movie and I'm like, dude, have you seen Gray Man? Yeah. And you're like, yeah, dude, it's awesome. And I sent yeah. you a picture of Ryan Gosling. Yeah. If like goatee, like yeah. kind of grizzled, like, a little bit thicker. I liked it. Yeah, dude. I mean, I okay. liked it. So I'm a huge Gosling guy. Do you want to litigate Gosling first, or do you want to talk let's, about the movie? Let's talk Gosling first, because right. this is interesting to me. Yeah. So yeah, here's my here's my deal with Gosling, um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna make the case for him in three movies, one of okay. which is 
is the Gray Man, the movie we just watched. But um, I loved him in a movie called Drive. Have you seen Drive? With uh, I have not, but I was recommended that one by a friend yeah. after I told them that I liked The Gray Man. Here's the thing. Drive came out right around the same time as Baby Driver. There were two driving movies. And to okay. me, it's the true and better Baby Driver. Um, I Baby Driver's fine. It's good, whatever. But um, Drive with Gosling, dude, it's quieter. It's more adult. It's more grown up. Um, he's awesome in it. He does a great, like, underacting thing that I really like. Um, he's not, he's very seldom, like, going for it. Um, but I, I really enjoy yeah. him. And I think, I mean, he's a good looking guy. He's a good movie star. He's got the broad shoulders, the deep voice, but he's got a lot of range. He can do a lot of different things. And, uh, you'll love him in Drive. Here's the one, though, that really cemented the Gosling experience for me. Okay. It's a weird one-off little indie movie called Lars and the Real Girl. Um, huh. Yeah, it's takes place in the know? Upper Midwest, so they had me at Upper Midwest. It's like some little town in Minnesota. He plays this super awkward guy with a mustache, but not like a cool hipster mustache. He wears bad sweaters. He's just a really awkward dude who really struggles to speak with girls. And it's kind of sweet and kind of tender how he comes out of that. And uh, that's all I'm going to say about it. I don't want to give anything away about the movie, but it's Lars and the Real Girl. It's it's going to sort of focus group as sad. Like, you're going to read the copy on the back of the box and think, oh, this is going to be a downer. But it's, it's really yeah. not. It's really redemptive. He's really good in it. And it's a really sweet story. Uh, so Lars and the Real Girl, Drive, and the Gray Man. I'm in on the Gosling thing. I think he's good looking. I think he's the most interesting Ryan that we have of all the Hollywood Ryans he's oh, the one that I'm in on okay I'm um, not a Ryan Reynolds guy couldn't pick him out of a lineup uh, I fell asleep during Deadpool not a Deadpool guy um, everybody was crazy about that Ryan Reynolds experience it doesn't do anything for me so apologies to Ryan Reynolds if he's listening in the Reynolds family nothing personal yeah yeah, yeah, um, yeah. so much for getting a mint sponsorship yeah yeah exactly uh, so okay I have to say the the vast majority of my exposure to Ryan Reynolds has come from two films. Are you talking about Gosling or Reynolds now? Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Gosling. Gosling. My yeah. bad, my bad, my yeah, bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that that would have been a hard pivot. Yeah, um, has come from two films. Admittedly, I have not seen either of these films, but mm-hmm. these are the two films that have been shoved into my face more than mm-hmm. anything: mm-hmm. The Notebook and La La Land. Yeah, dude, I like The Notebook. Okay. I really don't like La La Land. Okay, yeah. so both of those films are pretty pretty far out of my are pretty far out of pocket for me. Gotcha. Okay, uh, so you not and, that I'm you and the missus aren't sitting down and crying together with a notebook on a Friday night. Well, see, here's the thing: is like uh, we got no problem doing that, and there's yeah. movies and shows that'll do that for us. I just never thought like I never thought the Notebook was gonna be that right. Gotcha. But now yeah. I gotta say though, yeah. Post Gray Man, dude, you got to go back and explore I, I, that I gotta, Gosling I library look at, a little bit. Look at some Gosling stuff, man. Because here's yeah. the thing: something that was very interesting about his acting, yeah, and 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 and, and the the movie as a whole, mm-hmm. he barely had any lines. Yeah, he barely said a word. Yeah, in this he, movie, he was underacting, and it was it was kind of cool. But it worked. Um, though. It did work. It totally worked, dude. Yeah, and it, so let's talk about that. Let's get into the Gray Man and what we liked about it. Um, yeah. I liked every single thing 
and this movie has taken some heat, right? This movie took a little heat for being kind of what you dialed up in your intro, just a paint-by-number formulaic action movie, which because sure. I grew up in the 90s, I actually love that motif. Because in the yeah. 90s, like every two and a half weeks, there was a new action movie, and some of them sucked, some of them were cool, but we don't have them anymore. We have superhero movies, which aren't action movies. Um, so this one, to me... It hit in the same energy as John Wick, which I'm a huge John Wick fan. So the opening scene, this is yeah. something I want to talk about. So yeah. my wife started watching this movie yeah. two weeks ago, okay, and she got through half of the opening scene and she stopped watching it because yeah. she was like, "Josh, I need Josh is going to want to see this." Yeah, exactly. And she and it reminded me of John Wick, dude. The totally. fight scene with the fireworks yeah. did it for me, it dude. Was it was very fantastic. John Wick, very kind of like stylized environments, really highly choreographed fight scenes, but it had a character that you could do something with. And there was something kind of John McClaney about this character to me. And I want to talk about that because people who know me or have read me or listened to my podcast, they know that I love Die Hard. They know that Die Hard is on my movie Rushmore. I mean, it's it's unimpeachable to me. And yet, there was something about this character that he was glib, he was funny, mm-hmm. he was self-deprecating at times. He was a tough guy, but he didn't have the like super steroidal body. Um, he was just really good at his job, and he was glib yeah. and funny. And when when he would speak, it was often like to to be clever. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, but right. not in a way that was douchey or inaccessible. Um, let's go favorite scenes. Let's go most kind of yeah. meaningful scenes to you because i got a couple dialed up but i want to hear yours okay so i already mentioned the one the 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 opening sequence with the fight in the in the the either in like a club or something like that with the fireworks yeah and off. like in like bangkok or something yeah 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 so so before he gets to the main dude that he's that he's going to fight he has mm-hmm. to like go through kind of the ranks of dudes right yeah and and i'm a big fan of this so i'm a big movie cinema guy and yeah. i like like i I, I did some like like you know like a bunch of study for it and stuff like that in high yeah. school because I wanted to go into it, it didn't yeah. end up happening. Interesting. But one of my favorite. It's not too late, baby. That's not too late. There's hey, still time. you know what, Ted? Yeah. Maybe maybe a future project. You never hey, know. You Let's never figure know. it out. Yeah. Um, one of my f- favorite editing motifs is when you see a very high action impact. Yeah. But but th- there's no sound. Mm. So you hear the sound of whatever possibly the environment is. Yeah, like the fireworks see, going off. Exactly, yeah. but you see, you see Ryan mm-hmm. uh, carving through these dudes, and it's quiet and mm-hmm. it's silent. Mm-hmm. I loved that opening scene. That, yeah, that, that was that, cool. That first one stood out to me. How about you? Dude, Let's so kind of go back and forth. Here. All my favorite scenes are like dialogue scenes. So this this okay. is going to illustrate yeah, 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 how yeah. we're different as movie watchers. But um, I love after he. Kills everybody on the plane, the Xville plane. Yep. And they crash. And um, uh, the, the cell phone scene? Yeah, Billy Bob Thornton calls him and he's like, yes. uh, he's like, where are you? And Gosling goes emotionally. Emotionally? And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I'm not in a great place. And then and then Billy Bob Thornton goes, How about the Xville crew? Um, and Gosling says something to the effect of like they're in an even worse place yeah, and that they were all place. dead. Yeah. And um, and then he has to talk to Lloyd, the bad guy. And we'll have to do a minute on Lloyd. Yeah, dude. Let, yeah. Let's let's do the Lloyd thing now. Okay. Um, all right. So, so I find. Uh, sorry. No, go for it. Go for going it. into the movie. <laughs> yeah, I had like less than zero feelings for Chris Evans. I sure. thought he was boring. 
Yeah. I, th- I think the whole Captain America thing is boring. I watched half of one at one point and turned it off. Boring. I even thought he was boring in Knives Out, which I, th- which I thought was an overrated movie. Everybody loved Knives Out. I was, I was shruggy on it. Um, okay. Anyway... He's in this dude, and he's hilarious. He's an amazing yeah. bad guy. He's like he's such a great douche. He plays yeah. a guy named Lloyd. Lloyd yeah. is the worst. Lloyd's a sociopath. Lloyd's yep. awful. But um, you hate Lloyd. You hate Lloyd. But I I love the Lloyd Gosling dialogue moments. Like right. any any scene in which they're talking to each other is like my favorite scene. It's really funny. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I find it so interesting that uh, I think. Chris Evans has done everything he possibly can to not be typecasted as Mm -hmm. the good guy. So after all those years as Captain America, I feel like at this point he is like, make me the most... Make me horrible. Make me the most dirt baggiest character mm-hmm. that you can yeah and let me play that because i'm done being the good guy and yeah. i haven't seen him in anything post marvel stuff that where he's been a good guy <laughs> no right and he, he he's the bad guy yeah he's bad guy all over the place yeah he plays such a good bad guy and i i like how the movie highlighted the ways in which they were alike but also the ways that they were different because yeah. on paper like their scouting reports are pretty similar. You know, they yeah, both kill yeah, people right. for a living. They're both super smart, super glib, super funny, super good looking. Yeah. But you, the movie, the movie kind of like gives you a handful of ways in which Gosling is different. And I think they do a good job of the backstory, the storytelling with the character. They give you just enough of Gosling and the kid where you go, okay, this isn't just a guy who's good at killing people. He has, right, there's a heart right. there. There's a soul to the character and the Gosling kid stuff is really good to me. Um, it really is. I really liked that dynamic. I really yeah. liked the kid. I really liked the, the ending. Now, obviously we're going to get into some spoiler territory. Yeah. So if you want to see the movie, spoiler warning right here, we're going to start talking. I mean, about it's that. a nineties action but, movie. The good guy wins. Everybody. Yeah. Knows, yeah. Yeah. Well, 100%. yeah. hundred percent. And, and yeah. that, that's something that I really, really liked about it. Yeah. And I like the final exchange between him and, uh, Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah, really good. Right, really right, good. right. Where mm-hmm. he's shot, and he's like, yeah. he's like trying to trying to bring him along. He's like, dude, yeah. I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. Take the gun. Give me a grenade. Yeah, he has to tell him like three times. Right? Yeah, uh, and it's just it is so good, dude. And that that tiptoed up to like a category that you know I love in a movie, which is father son stuff. Oh, dude, I even know, though man. even oh. though he wasn't the biological father, he was like the de facto father of Gosling's character, and I dug yeah. it, dude. They gave I us a little. Too. They gave us a little crackle. It was just, and a yet tiny they bit. had like they had such respect for each other, and you could tell the respect they had for each other. And yeah. um, they didn't have to say a whole lot, but it, it ran deep. One of my quick, uh, it was a very quick dialogue scene, but it made me laugh out loud. Yeah, is after it's like after the second time that Chris Evans' character tries to get Ryan Gosling, and it's after yeah. he gets tranked. Yeah. Remember? So yeah. the the female <laughs> character tricks them both. Yeah. And then so he comes back. He comes yeah. back to, to, to headquarters and he's mm-hmm. like, he's talking about the Ryan Gosling character. He's like, okay, we're going to need to do this, this, and this, and this, and this. Mm-hmm. And be careful. He's got help. Yeah. And the lady's like, how do you know he has help? He's like, well, I didn't drink myself, Eileen. Yeah. That was good. <laughs> yeah. He was funny, dude. Like, his, his, uh, his, like, square off with Gosling in the fountain at the end. Um, oh yeah, that that was good. That was you know, good. Um, the, the slow chokehold. Yeah, good dude, dialogue too, like, though. Oh, um, dude, it was great. Yeah, it, it was really fun dialogue and and just like, um, 
when when they see each other for the first time, and Gosling's like, you know, white pants, trash stash. It leans yeah. Lloyd. <laughs> like leans he, Lloyd. He knew who he was dealing with, <laughs> and um, yeah, it's just uh, the whole like I immediately don't like you, and when you talk yeah. about cutting my head off, it it makes you untrustworthy. Yeah, just some really like incredible one liners from from Gosling in the movie. Yeah, I thought he did a great job. So mm-hmm. I got a massive Jason Bourne uh, feel from that. Also, just kind there of. You go. One agent trying to kill another agent, right? Yeah. I mean that that's throughout the entire Jason Bourne series. Where are you at on the Jason Bourne series? I, I love hard pivot, but yeah, where, no, where are you I love them. Those? I really enjoy those. I yeah. even enjoyed the Jeremy Renner one. I know people don't like the Renner one. I loved it. Uh, I'm a big fan. I enjoy those movies, and I think it speaks to something. And this is something more global, right? But it's kind of the what makes a good action hero paradigm. And um, there's got to be some emotional range. There's got to be some vulnerability. There's got to be some conflictedness vis-a-vis just killing. And, you know, uh, movies like this or like John Wick where there's just an insane body count, you don't get as much of that. But, um, But yeah, like I think John Wick, I think this guy from The Gray Man, definitely John McClane. There's like heart and soul to all those characters which makes them kind of next level in the in the action movie paradigm. Well, and it was such a refreshing experience for me too. And we're going to get into massive, just cranky old man territory no, here, no, but no, that's no. what people like apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, it just I I I didn't feel like I was having some sort of either message or agenda shoved down my throat during this. Yeah. Movie. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, it was just a good movie. With just a good fun two characters. hours. Fun two hours. Yeah. Really bad, bad guy. Yeah. He's, he's not bad because he voted for the wrong person or doesn't support <laughs> this or that. Like, he's just <laughs> right, bad. Right. You know? Yeah. Like, he's evil. He's yeah. evil incarnate. And, um, yeah, I'm with you. And I think maybe we're moving out of the super heavy-handed moment that we've been in where, like, every movie is, like take some hot people and a hot button social issue and throw them in a pot and stir them together and you have a movie. Um, that yeah. was a really bad run of movies. And uh, maybe we're maybe we're coming out of it a little bit, which would be nice. It, it would it would be nice just because and, and look like I'm, I'm not I'm not naive. Like Hollywood has been pushing agenda since the beginning. I'm not sure. saying I'm not saying they haven't been doing that. Right? Yeah, yeah. But I am I am much more tolerant uh, to use a very hot phrase these days. Mm-hmm. I'm much more tolerant of an agenda if it is written well into a story yeah. versus blatant and shoved down my throat. Well, and this is the problem you know with saying? this is the problem with Christian movies, right? And we've we've oh, been saying this for years, yeah. right? They start with an agenda, they reverse engineer characters in a story to fit the agenda. Right. And the ironic thing is that Hollywood has been doing that for the last decade, usually to terrible results right like those aren't movies that we would say that we love and it's for the self-same reason that christian movies suck right um so interesting that like both camps kind of landed in the same place um but i love this because it doesn't appear to be a franchise i think it's a one-off movie i'd love to get back to hollywood doing this sort of thing and i hope this movie was profitable i don't i don't know what the budget was on it. I, I assume it was pretty large, but um, you know, people seem to like the movie. And, and that's it. I was talking with my wife about the exact same thing. I am getting very burned out with franchises. Yeah. Like, I, I, I really miss the one-off good movies. Yeah. 
You yeah. know what I'm saying? Where where you don't you're not like expecting it to be turned into like the next cinematic universe. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So Netflix has actually done a couple of these really well recently, mm-hmm. which is surprising because they they were kind of in a stretch of their Netflix originals kind of being hot garbage. But um, yeah. the basketball movie with Adam Sandler that came out recently. Oh, um, Hustler? No, not Hustler. What? I think it's just called Hustle. But Hustle. let me look it up. I'm going to yeah, get it yeah. wrong and sound like an old man. I know but, which uh, one you're talking about. I, I remember seeing the. Uh, yeah. I remember let me look seeing it. Up. it. Is, is dude, is Sandler trying to like trying to turn a new leaf in terms of the movies that he's doing? Yeah, it's called Hustle, and I, I think so. I think Sandler's always had that gear, right? Yeah. He's actually always had the like serious movie gear in Uncut Gems. I don't know if you saw Uncut Gems. I, I never did. I heard it was actually it reviewed out well. Yeah, it was really good. It was it was too gritty by half for me though. It was too it was off the charts. Okay, so stop me if we've gotten into this before. Um, this is kind of my theory of filmmaking. All right. Okay. So for me, for a movie to be really compelling, it's got to be almost fifty fifty, and I'm making a symbol with my hands here of a scale. Um, it's got to be almost the same amount of total depravity of man on one end, yeah. and created in God's image on the other end. And if it's skewed too heavily one way or the other, it's probably not authentic and probably not real fun to watch. Interesting. Um, okay. Uncut Gems was 99.5% total depravity. It was too much. It was like early career Tarantino. So for me, oh, okay. and this is massively uncool for me to say, but like I don't like Pulp Fiction. I don't really like Reservoir Dogs. They're just too much depravity, dude, to stew in for two hours. But sure. later career Tarantino, i.e. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood or Inglorious Bastards or Django Unchained or whatever, these have a little crackle of redemption to them. They've got a little bit of a reminder that we are created in God's image. And those are much better movies to me. So so for you, the, the balance is depravity versus there has to be some sort of redeemable... Yeah. Some, so so is 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 okay. Here here's a very very almost technical question. Yeah, go. Would you say that a correct depiction of that total depravity, meaning in the movie, the de- the the depravity is portrayed as depravity? That's Would right. you consider that to be that redeeming, or does it need something something more than that? Or are you talking if the movie is I, just just depravity and they're making it look good? Yeah, I would consider, so the first thing that you laid out, depravity that they make look bad, that is helpful, right? That's more helpful than depravity that they make look good. So if you, for example, if you watch a movie about, and I can't even think of a good example of this, but I know I've seen them, a movie about adultery that depicts it as just ruinous and sad and hard and heartbreaking and as sin leading to death in all kinds of different ways... That is more helpful than a movie that just glamorizes it, right? But sure. I still don't want to stew in it for two hours. So there were there was this spate of um, of movies. Noah Baumbach is this director who's like kind of got the hipster heavyweight title belt for like movie directors, but he makes these super depressing movies that are they're like hipster catnip, but they're so hard to sit in for two hours because it's just two hours of like hopeless hard depravity and that's a that's a tough hang and even early career tarantino where the depravity was like fun and funny and glib and clever 
it's still a tough hang for me. Like, so the me of right now is not going to watch Pulp Fiction ever again, probably. And that's not a sure. judgment of people who enjoy it. Sure, I just, it's just, it's just it, it, it affects yeah. you personally. I don't want to be with it right? for two hours. You know what I mean? Right. Well, yeah, which, which yeah. honestly is a very, I think, biblical and discerning thing to do is we need to understand that, like, different things affect us differently, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and if that if that type of thing does affect you and puts you in a bad spot, right? Just yeah. like hanging around certain people or or dwelling on certain things or seeing yeah. someone's face come up on the TV and you just get really mad <laughs> at them, right? Yeah, for example, <laughs> things, for yeah. example, right. right? Um, you know, it's wise that we realize that about ourselves, right? Yeah, and then actually do something to not put ourselves in that. Yeah. environment i think that's actually spiritually discerning i think that's yeah something that, that and it's easy to watch something else so yeah, absolutely to, to bring it around to the gray man this was a movie where the good guy won yeah. there was a little bit of redemption in the end in that like the daughter the the young girl doesn't end up fatherless right she doesn't yeah. end up alone in the world and we're doing major spoilers here so if you're yeah, right. the kind of person who's annoyed by that then i guess stop listening but um but yeah gosling Kind of finds a purpose in life, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a little bit of that redemptive arc. Um, there's Gosling and the girl. It's just really nice. There's no like forced love interest. There's no love interest at all in this movie, which no, I find to not. be really interesting and really kind of refreshing. Um, yeah. So yeah. yeah, I would say as much as a movie where hundreds of people die can be a feel good, it's a it's yeah. a feel good. You know, it's yeah, a high yeah, body no, count sure. feel good movie. For sure, um, for sure. Yeah, which is fun. Question on that, because uh, yeah. I know I know we probably need to wrap up here, but sure. but question on that on that depravity versus redemption ratio. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna post you a movie. I don't know if you've seen it, but I want to know where it. Lay it on me. I can, this is interesting. Yeah, The Road. Yeah, Cormac McCarthy. Okay, so I'm I, talking. I'm talking the film with uh, Viggo yeah. Mortensen. I didn't see the movie because I read okay. the book, and the book oh. was so just. You know, crotch kickingly depressing okay. that All I right. couldn't. That answers my question. I couldn't bring myself to do the movie. Now, KK will do movies like that. KK, really? She's more than happy to be just achingly depressed for two hours. And I, I can't quite get there. I can do some depressing, but. Is she able to come out of it? easier and faster than you are and like I not think so. let it not, not let it like affect the rest of her day. Yeah, like for me I feel that stuff in my body. Like I feel it for yeah. days after. I can't shake it. Sure. And um sure. you know, that's not to me and it, it doesn't have to all be puppy dogs and ice cream for me, but there's got to be to my earlier point like a little bit of redemption. I can't just do sad. And sad involving kids sad involving the end of the world which kind of the road dealt with and in, in yeah. ways that feel and again, not to get into a big political thing, but ways that feel closer at hand today than they felt 10 years ago. Sure. Um, like I watch a movie about the apocalypse now and I'm, I'm like, yeah, I could see it. You know, like sure, sure, it's, it's right. not a big leap to get there. Whereas if I'd watched it in the 90s, it would have been like, oh, this feels like science fiction or fantasy or whatever. But um, anyway, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm not doing the road. Are you a fan of it? No, I haven't seen the movie and I haven't read the book, but but mm-hmm. being being, you know, when I was like really into film stuff, The Road was something that a lot of people like just kind of used as a case study. Yeah. Um just because it's a really popular book, right? And it's very, he's got a very interesting writing style and uh, <clears throat> I yeah. think a lot of people think that the the movie did a good job at at capturing what the mm-hmm. book was, which I mean, like that or hate that, right? But I've heard it's yeah. a very depressing movie also. Yeah. Um, the book was like 
I don't know. You'll have to read it. It's it was kind of clever. It kind of took the literary world by storm. It's real spare. It's real kind of lean. Um, yeah. I didn't hate it. Didn't love it. Like there are people uh, uh, who for whom Cormac McCarthy is like their hero. Like, oh my gosh, he's such an amazing writer. And I, I wasn't quite there with it, but it was good. Like, yeah. it was depressing, but good. There's actually a book that for me, Market Corrected the Road by Cormac McCarthy, and it's called The Dog Stars. Um, mm. And I gotta, I gotta look up the author's name again, Bad Radio. But um, as far as like apocalyptic, end of the world, people trying to make it books... Uh, Peter Heller was the author of the Dog Stars. I'm more in on the Dog Stars than I was uh, the Road, but probably because it has a little more redemption to it. You know, okay. um, where are you, where are you on the Book of Eli? Never saw it. Never read it. Interesting yeah. with yeah. Uh, Denzel Washington. I'd be interested. I'd be interested to hear your take on that on that yeah. movie. I should see it. Um, there, there have been other people who have said that I should see it because I think, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. That movie, I think, fits the paradigm that you're talking about, and that you see. I think there's a very healthy balance. Interesting with with depravity that's obviously there and obviously yeah. depicted, yeah. but then the redemption and mm-hmm. and 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 how it ends and wraps up and everything. I think I think you might actually find it interesting. Interesting, yeah. I should yeah. give it a look, man, for sure. Plus, plus, I'm a big Denzel Washington fan. I think he's a great actor. I do like Denzel. Did you enjoy him in? Um the Western that he did a couple years ago, um, The Magnificent Seven. It was a remake oh, of the old one. Yeah, 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 yeah. He played Yul Brenner's part, didn't he? Yeah, I it was. that was super it, fun, dude. I loved that It was a great movie. movie. That, yeah. Chris Pratt was in that one, too, I think. Pratty right? was in it. It was good yeah. Pratty, good Denzel. Um, yeah. Denzel's character in that movie, and I know we're getting far afield. We should probably wrap the app. But uh, yeah, Denzel's right. character in that movie reminds me so much of a guy that I coached with at Lane College. He was oh, our head okay. coach. And his manner of speaking, his gruffness, like everything about him was embodied by that Denzel character in Magnificent Seven. I felt like I was hanging out with him for two hours. It was super fun. Okay. Yeah. Speaking of Pratty, another yeah. thing I got recommended, which you might like, The Terminal List. Uh, is that the this? one? I heard it's amazing. Give me, I, give I, me I've one, been told. one sentence on it. It's well. I'll read you. I'll read you the the right here. It's a yeah. former Navy SEAL officer investigates why his entire platoon was ambushed during uh-huh. a high stakes covert mission. It's an amb- It's a it's a prime video. And, okay. Uh, just got eviscerated by. <laughs> um, I will say, yeah, not to get too political, but eviscerated yeah. by the people that I wouldn't agree with in terms of. Well, people what makes don't a like good, Pratty. Makes now. a good movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. They don't like Pratty. But Pratty's, from, from Pratty's what I've on heard, the it's got some heart. Is Interesting. What is what I've heard. I'll so, check it out. My wife is yeah. texting me that dinner's ready, so uh, we should you wrap it up. You've got to get to it. Food I've comes seen her first, dinners. Baby. I've seen her dinners, and you don't want to be late for that. I don't. Yeah. I absolutely do not. Ted, cluckers suck. Uh, mm-hmm. In honor of Lloyd from The Gray Man, <laughs> mustaches, dude. Mustaches are coming back. Dude, they're so coming back. I've they never are. had one. Um, although watching Lloyd, it made yeah. me tempted to do it. Like I, I had a pang. I had a little like, you know, feeling of of maybe I should try the mustache before it's all said and done. I will say this vis-a-vis mustaches. Yeah. I've seen old pictures of my dad. Yeah. Like my dad before he had me. Like, you know, back back when my dad was a like a, a guy, like a real guy. You know sure. what I mean? And he had an epic mustache, dude. He had an epic like um Fu Manchu. And yeah. he looked super cool. He had a great head of like 70s hair. He had some cool hats. Okay. Um, I might do it. 
I like them. They cluck. Mustache cluck. cluck. Yeah. They're coming back and they cluck. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we thank you for listening. You know what you can do? You can head on over to all the socials at at cluckcast and give us a like, give us a follow, give us a comment. We really appreciate it. You can head on over to Spotify or Apple. Give us a like, give us a rating. Five stars. We would definitely appreciate that as well. If you like music, check out the Cluck soundtrack on Spotify and Apple. Keep an eye out and an ear out for Cluck Live at the Venetian. It's going to happen. You keep it's talking gonna about happen. it. It's going to happen. I do yeah. keep talking about it. I'm keeping it alive. Keep it alive. we got to make it happen. All right? Keep it's it going to happen. We thank you all for listening. We'll catch you on the next episode of Cluck later. Later.